This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, there is more fallout from Sunday's gay pride parade. As we told you, the group Black Lives Matter, which was designated as an honored group in the parade and asked to help lead it, actually turned their back on their hosts and decided to shut the whole thing down. They sat down in the street at College and Young and they shut down the parade for half an hour until Pride organizers using this feathery black pen signed a document acquiescing to their demands. And chief among those demands, banning police floats and booths from the parade. Uh, This came right after Chief Mark Saunders delivered an historic apologies for the uh, gay bathhouse raids more than 30 years ago. Now, this happened on Sunday. Yesterday, Pride boss Mathieu Chantelois backtracked saying he only signed the thing to get the parade going. But he didn't exactly stand up for the cops. He said it's the community that will decide whether the police participate. So why didn't Pride stand up for the police, who've been an excellent partner for the event? And for that matter, why didn't politicians and city officials do the same? Uh, It should be said that Pride has a history of caving to radical groups, any radical group that grabs the spotlight. The same thing happened with the so-called queers against Israeli apartheid a few years ago. Joe Warmington of the Toronto Sun wrote a column in today's edition about this, and he joins us now. Before we go to Joe, I'll just uh, give out the numbers again. Uh, So let me hear from you on what you make of all of this. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740. 40 and Joe, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for, for having me. You've really put it together well about where we're at. I, I didn't even mention the apartheid, uh, queers against apartheid travesty and how that went on for a number of years. And I also didn't mention the Orlando shooting in which 49 members of the LGBT community um, were obviously slaughtered and you know, in light of the, that, you think that people would have a little more respect for the parade. So those are two things that, that were not mentioned in my column. Everything else is just, uh, you know, political uh, gutlessness, and it's a disgrace. Uh, so uh, let's get to it, Joe. Who is being, first of all, obviously the pride organizers uh, are a chief among the gutless. Well, again, I don't know who they are. I mean, this guy... Uh, Matthew Chantelet does all the media. He's done it for the last month, and he, he does a good job of it. I think he's even been on your show, but he's been on everybody's show. All of a sudden now, he's nowhere to be found, and, you know, I didn't do this. I didn't know what that was. I didn't, you know, I don't decide. So, yeah, they've thrown the, the Toronto police under the bus, and they can do that. I mean, they should just stand up and do that. Uh, that's what we're doing. We don't like the police. Uh, here's why. We don't like them. But instead, they take the apology from them. They only get their parade because the police participate in it. They keep them safe. 
you could never have an event like that. You and I couldn't hold a Zoomer Sun event for Canada or something without hiring through pay duties and all kinds of permits and things like that. So they're they're forgetting. I guess they're just too big for everybody now. Uh, it's, it's pretty upsetting, really. Is there a small child there with it's you? It's my son. It's my son, and uh, he's a great Canadian, and he knows we're doing radio. And he says he wanted to do it with me, so I hope you don't mind having a little extra help here. <laughs> okay. Okay, so um, what should have happened? Are you saying, first of all, that um, uh, Mathieu Chantelois should never have signed that? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, he was in a tough spot there. And I think what he should have done is signed yeah, it yeah. and then come out and said, that, you know, he signed it to get it going. They'll have a talk, but they, they backed the police. Thank you for everything you've done for us. There's several hundred members of the Toronto Police Service who are members of the LGBT community. And you've seen some of them in, in the sun today, other places that have commented how hurt they are about this. So, you know, this is a real slap across the face or, you know, backstabbing of a partner, as you described it, Libby. And let's call it for what it is. I mean, that's what it is. And he's the guy that should answer for it. And if they, you know, uh, I'm starting to wonder, and, and I know Mike McCormick has said this, the president of the association, I'm wondering if this wasn't, you know, there's not more to this and it wasn't talked about or orchestrated a little bit because it's just all too precious. Uh, and, you know, I feel like we're a bit of a pawn in a bigger game here. Well, that's interesting because the, the organizers did say that they knew nothing about this in advance. Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking about who you're going to make as your honored guest, this is the people that never, ever play by the rules. We don't even know who these Black Lives Matter people are. I know one thing, though, Libby, is that they're never anywhere near, so far this year, the 20-plus you know, young black people that have been gunned down in this town and you know, slain and killed, including Rochelle Bob, Candace Rochelle Bob, and you know, Kyrie, the, the little boy that I wrote about uh, that, that didn't get to live because of uh, violence. So you never see them around their funerals or any of the vigils and things like that. They call people like me racist, and yet I go to those things, and I try to help the police catch the bad guys and whatever I can do to help keep people safe of all races and colors and religions. I'll do it. And yet these guys are the honored guests there. Okay, uh, the guys like me are somehow, you know, called homophobic. So I don't know. It's kind of mixed up. Uh, but we keep doing what we think we need to do, Libby, to keep our city great. And, you know, you do that. Zoomer does that. I know we do that at the Sun, too. Uh, so Ma- Matthew uh, yesterday said uh, he he just signed to get the parade going, but he didn't exactly come out in support of the police. He just sort of said, our community will decide if there's a police float. Those are weasel words, are they not? (laughs) They sure are. And uh, I don't want to speak for the guy because he's obviously under pressure. He's not running his show. But um, you know what? I mean, look at it is what it is. They threw the police under the bus. And without the police, they don't have an event. And they're going to find out very quickly next year what's going to happen. And I'll tell you what's going to happen. If the people that were enthusiastic about this parade that wear the badge or wear the uniform and the badge are not going to feel comfortable to go now because they don't like to have that kind of footing pulled out from under them. They supported it. They're proud of their, you know, obviously being part of the LGBT community. And... They went out to this thing. They've helped move the police uh, into a more modern way of thinking, and there's a lot of good things happening there. And they had the rug pulled out from under them. So next year, 
when they look for the volunteers, you know, across the 17 divisions, they're not going to find the same number that are going to give up their long weekend in July to go and, and do this and, you know, feel like they're part of the community because they're not. They're not welcome. The other thing that's going to happen is that they're going to still have to staff it. So when they put out the, the patrol units to do it, they may not be as people as enthusiastic and excited about the parade that are assigned it. It's a regular thing for them. And then when they see that nude couple that was photographed or the group of nude men walking or, you know, the marijuana smoking and all those things that go with the parade that are, you know, basically giving a, a pass on that weekend, they might look in the rule book and see what it says in the criminal code and say, you know what, that's a criminal charge and I'm a police officer. I'm not welcome here, but here's your ticket. So they should be careful what they're doing because I'm telling you, I've been on the wrong side of the police too at G20. I fought, I fought what I thought was important, and I think in the end we came out on the right side of that, but it's not fun, I'll oh, tell you that. Okay, Joe, let's, uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, we've got Dennis in Orangeville. Hi, Dennis. Hello, how are you doing? Fine, how are you? Um, I'm doing fine, but one of the things that I've heard nobody say, why did they not arrest these people for sitting down and illegally holding up a licensed parade? They were breaking the law. Why did they not arrest these people? and throw them in jail. Um, Why would they not? question, Libby, if I could take it on, because, it's, it's you know, Dennis, you've really nailed it. And I'll tell you why I think. It's because they're partners in it. They are basically compromised because they're in the parade and they're part of it. And they shouldn't, uh, you know, obviously... Yeah, but they did something illegal. And what I'm saying is there are too many do-gooders out there that allow these people to extort... Um, if they eliminate the police next year, how many police officers are they going to need to do the parade on pay duty um, if the guys don't want to do this voluntarily? I'm sick and tired of a number of these groups who all of a sudden come up and do illegal stuff, and we let them, and then they do it again and again and again. You know, Dennis, you're making a very good point, and uh, it... it plays off what Joe was saying in his column today is that there's a lot of uh, leniency to the things that go on in the parade by the officers who are volunteers. I understand. And and, uh, that was one of them because, uh, and, and, you know, when you think about it, they had the prime minister there, the premier there, the mayor there. You know, in that context, if it had been another kind of... uh, event, those protesters would surely have been removed from there, though yes. uh, I guess that, uh, you know, and maybe that's what they wanted, because uh, that uh, headline would have been even more dramatic. Yes, but, but again, if they get arrested, and if they get charged, and if they get fined, instead of these judges sitting there going, oh, well, these poor people, um, you know, we're going to let them off, we're going to give them, like, no fine or whatever else. If they break the law, make them pay for it. And a lot of this crap would stop. You, you know, mean like, fine. The people are getting fed up with um, having to pay for this stuff over and over and over again because they're letting people do things that they shouldn't. We have laws in this country that should be followed. And mm-hmm. when people break the law, arrest them, charge them, and fine them substantially so they don't do it again. Fear is a wonderful thing. Uh, That's what stops people from doing a lot of stuff, you, is you, the fear of getting caught, fined, or penalized. 
Uh, uh, that's a very interesting point. Joe, do you have any idea if the police, if there was actually an official directive, you know, don't arrest protesters, anything like that? Well, um, I don't know if there's a, a directive, but there's kind of an understanding that it's a little bit more lenient. It's a special kind of day. And I think it probably should be a special kind of day. Uh, but I, uh, your caller is right. I mean, 100% right. Especially if you're not going to play by the rules on both sides. I mean, you have to have two sides agreeing to this kind of uh, green zone, if you will. And clearly they've broken that. This is a very interesting development because I really do think this is the turning point in the parade. And I wonder if there'll even be a split in the parade because there's so many people emailing me that are part of the parade that are just disgusted that this happened. And that they have no problem with the police. And just a minute. And and where where are our politicians? And uh, there's a lot of money that goes to this event. A lot of our taxpayers' money. So should John Tory be weighing in here? Um, you're you're asking me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He should be. But you know, he's he's a politician, and he's basically a liberal politician. It's liberals that run everything now. So. You know, they're in cohesion. He was together. a Tory the last time I looked. No, he's not a Tory. He's a liberal. Uh, he may not be a liberal party, but let's call him for what he is. Any mayor and any member of the police services board, and also the chief of police, would never stand back and let Libby and Joe be the ones that are defending the police. That's their job, and he's on the board. The fact that he's letting it happen is because it means he's afraid of the political fallout, thanks to Black Lives Matter and perhaps from Pride. So, you know what? Uh, you have weak leadership. Uh, it doesn't mean they're not good people. No, we don't like them, but you find out about leadership when you need leaders. Okay, uh, let's go back to the phones. We've got Ed in Toronto. Hi, Ed. How are you, uh, uh, Libby? Fine, how are I'm you? I'm going to give you a five-minute devil's No, you don't have five thing. minutes, Ed. <laughs> well, you're giving this guy all kinds of time, so I'm going to give the other side of the story. Um, Ed, we only we, no, we have a I brief amount of time. Uh, so Pardon? Okay, I haven't said anything yet. Okay, but, okay. but you're okay. going to have to keep it brief, Ed. Would you keep an employee on for 20 years that kept on making the same mistake over again? You're wondering why this group has come forward. The police have been shooting people, mentally ill, black people, all people, for the last 20 years. The people in London, when they looked at the way we handle things here, shook their head. Heads of the police there. It was on the CBC. You guys can look it up. Now, the black lives matter. It could be all lives matter. doesn't matter. They're taking a stand that I wouldn't keep on an employee, that i got to send them for more training for making the same mistake for the last 20 years. Now, these people have taken a stand, and I take my hat off to them. Somebody has to stop. Muhammad Ali did it. They buried him as a hero. He went to jail, gave up millions of dollars as heavyweight champion, and 20 years from now you'll be taking your hats off to the Black Lives Matter. Okay, now, well, we'll Ed, Ed thinks otherwise. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. Thanks for your call. That because you you wouldn't keep an employee on at your radio station for twenty years. That keeps saying Ed? he needs more training. Okay, thanks for your call. We're going to Simone in Toronto. 
Hi, Simone. Hi there. How are you? Fine, thanks. Uh, I don't know why so much attention is paid to this uh, Black uh, Lives Matter group. It's not so much a Black Lives, Black Lives Matter to them. They bore the name from south of the border, but they don't really represent the same thing. Uh, they're there for power only. One of them once said that they were one of the co-founders, that uh, she prayed to Allah not to kill a white person every day, and uh, that uh, she that whites were trash That's right. and garbage. Now, th- this is hate-mongering. This is racist. Why is she allowed to represent that group if they really are sincere, which are not. They're more like the black bloc, as far as I'm concerned. It's for, just for power. And why the politicians, uh, Kathleen Wynne and John Tew would meet with them, uh, with what the, the, she said, one of the co-workers, is unbelievable. And they wouldn't, if she had said that about gays or any other group, they wouldn't even give her the time of day. Uh, you ask good questions. Should we uh, ask Joe to weigh in on this? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's a good caller. The one before was ridiculous. Uh, I think this caller has nailed it. This is a radical group. That's right. And they don't represent anybody. Whenever they go anywhere, city hall, they disrupt it. Or police headquarters, they just disrespect it. Yeah. And well, yet, that's, their, uh, that's what Tory they do. That's what they do. The chief of police and people like that are bound to them. So the people playing by the rules have got to understand that playing by the rules gets you no attention from these so-called leaders. And acting like idiots is is what gets your attention. And well, so, the Pride Parade should not have had them, invited them. They even remembered the time when they had the, uh, the anti-Israeli uh, yeah. gay group, and they allowed them, and they should not have. Well, yeah, they seem to be caving. I That's mean, who right. knows? Maybe they really support these groups, but they 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 seem to cave uh, to whatever That's radical right. group wants talk, to take over. They talk one they talk uh, one thing about, you know, it's all about uh, understanding and all about this, and then they have these groups, these the, these hate-mongering groups, and so they're really, what they're, they're, t- they're talking about both sides of their mouths, through both, through both sides of their mouths. Yep. So, and what do you think, Simone? Should you. should uh, should John Tory should should he come and say something? Oh, well, absolutely. The politicians they're, they're they're part of the problem in the first place by accepting this group or, or acknowledging them. So uh, they definitely should say something. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, also, uh, what about Pride? Hasn't they haven't done anything? You know, they've, no, they they've... haven't. Uh, they they is uh, they're hypocritical, uh, I think, and uh, they've got to, I think, make some sort of public statement someday, one of these days, that they're not going to allow these things to happen again. But uh, I know I don't uh, hold much uh, hope for that. Okay. Okay. Thank you very Thank much. You. We've Bye. got time for one more call. We've got Ray in Toronto. Hi, Ray. Yeah. Hi. How are you doing? Fine. Good, good. Um, I just want to make a comment. Um, I work for the uh, Police Service Association. I'm the crossing guard. Mm-hmm. And I work in an area where there's 80% people cross are black, uh, you know, African-American, whatever. And the racial comments I hear is out of control. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. And the other day, uh, some time ago, the lady was crossing with her two kids. They were probably five and seven or three and five, I don't know. And I was behind them, but she, she, they didn't know I was walking across behind them. One kid said, Mom, policemen are bad, aren't they? And she said, well, he's not a policeman, he's a crossing guard. Now, they're three and five years old saying this. 
so, uh, well, I, you know, participating in the parade is one of the ways that uh, police hope to repair their relationship with that community. But uh, I guess uh, it hasn't worked everywhere. Well, anyway, they're starting Ray, off on the wrong foot, by the way, Libby. Yeah. They're starting off completely wrong. They should be a little more cooperative, I think, if they want something done. They want people to like them. But they're starting off the wrong way. Well, that, that group definitely is. Thank you, Ray, for your call. You're welcome. Take care. Ciao. Bye. Okay. Um, we are going to be uh, switching gears. Uh, Joe, uh, in 10 seconds, anything to wrap up? Well, thanks for having me and my son, Joshua. <laughs> knew I was doing radio, and he got excited about it. But uh, it's a great show. And look, at there's room for everybody in this uh, great country, and there's no need to hate anybody. Okay. Those are good words. Thanks a lot, Joe Warmington and your Thank son. You. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.